across the city and South Cambridgeshire. On FM, digital and your mobile. Cambridge 105 Radio. From the terraces on Cambridge 105 Radio. Well, afternoon and welcome to another edition of uh, From the Terraces. Uh, it's uh, relatively quiet in the studio, which is a bit disappointing uh, in terms of how we're going to uh, put uh, everything together that we need to put together, but we'll struggle through as we usually do. Uh, at least there's lots of football to talk about. Uh, well, I'm not sure whether you call United games yesterday uh, football. It was uh, a bit of a lesson that we got from uh, Leighton Orient. Uh, we'll talk about that one uh, briefly with uh, Matt, who's, uh, I think, I don't know whether he's down at the carnival today, but he's in London anyway. Uh, City travelled to um, uh, Loughborough Dynamo yesterday, uh, a, a narrow uh, 1-0 defeat, nil all at half-time. Uh, haven't got anything as yet from Robbie, but hopefully we'll talk to him live around about 1.30 if he's available. And in trouble, Histon uh, managed to get a win yesterday, albeit in the FA Vars. Um, uh, 4-3 against Great Yarmouth in what Lance said would be a difficult game and, and turned out to be that, uh, especially given the conditions. They obviously got the same rain as we did uh, down in Leighton Orient yesterday. It was absolutely, it was, a, it was almost biblical proportions, the, uh, uh, the, the rain there yesterday. Uh, and probably was the only bright spot of the game when it finished raining just before full time so we didn't have to walk home or walk to the railway station in the rain. And then finally, the women's season kicks off today. Uh, City are in action, uh, or both teams are in action in, in the uh, league determining round to see who goes into the League Cup versus who goes into uh, the uh, League Plate. Uh, we'll be talking to both Paul and to Darren later on. Um, but we'll start, as we usually do, with uh, Cambridge United. So uh, no midweek football uh, to talk about, uh, which is a pity because it would have been nice to talk about some uh, decent football because perhaps we'd have got some uh, middle of the week. Um, for those who travelled, and there were 1,200 who did travel, uh, a number obviously didn't make it in the end. It was it was supposed to be a sellout, or at least a sellout of the allocation we got. I'm not sure how much of the stand it was supposed to fill, but there were some spaces. Uh, but of course it was the... Uh, the rail strike, uh, which uh, uh, which I'll come back to later on, because I got stuck in London. Uh, you follow all the advice, and uh, I was literally told. Um, I'll come back to it later on. But I, I had struggled to get back last night. I thought I was going to have to stay in London till uh, this morning, or pay for a taxi to come all the way back from London, which would have been hugely expensive. Uh, so yeah, unfortunately, uh, no positives to talk about in terms of footballing uh, this week, apart from the fact uh, I, I guess that uh, Glenn O'Connell came uh, on for his uh, league debut, uh, senior team debut um, and uh, it was exciting to see a youngster prepared to uh, run around and uh, sh- show what he can do, obviously he's gonna, you know, it's going to be a, a task for him to, to maintain a place in the side, side or to get regular substitute appearances but uh, he certainly did himself no harm yesterday in a game that really had uh, zero positives uh, to come from from it. Um, 
hopefully, I'm just going to try, Matt, he is in London, as I said, so he may not actually uh, be in somewhere quiet enough or we may not get uh, any reception on the phone. He certainly can't do a Zoom call. Um, so hopefully at least he'll answer the phone. Hey, Matt, are you there? Hi Tim, how you doing? Hey, that's not too bad actually. That's not. Are you are you are you there for the? Uh, are you just uh, surviving the uh, the aftermath of the uh, Orient game, or are you actually uh, there for the uh, carnival? Yeah, I'm actually up. Uh, there's some wrestling on this afternoon, so I'm actually up at Wembley uh, watching the wrestling a little bit later. So yeah, you know it's. Uh, it's a distraction from uh, what we witnessed yesterday. Because <laughs> that, that might be a bit more entertaining than what we saw yesterday. That's for sure. So we'll we'll come on to the uh, the the post match audio in a bit. But I think it was summed up in the first question. Dougie asked uh, Bonds, "But you know, is, is that kind of the proverbial wake up call?" And Bonds was uh, completely honest about it. He said, "Well, you know, it wasn't for us because we knew we weren't the best team in the league. It, but it might be for other people." And I think. You know, anyone who thought just because we were there at the top of the league, uh, who thought that that meant it's going to be an easy season, was obviously never going to be correct. It was always going to be really difficult. But but it's interesting that, you know, Leighton Orient came with a plan and to be fair to them, they executed it absolutely brilliantly. The difficulty is how easy it was to stop us playing our football. Yeah, exactly, and that's the thing. You know, you, you have to give massive credit to Leighton Orient yesterday. I thought they were absolutely excellent. They were, they looked quicker, they looked sharper. Um, you know, and as you say, the same as what we were saying about us last week against Bristol Rovers, where you know we had a plan and we executed that plan, and you know we managed to get the deserved result. Uh, Leighton Orient had a you know a really good plan, and you know they executed it perfectly. Um, but like you say, you know, we, we made it so, so easy for them. It, it's unbelievable. And, um, you know, it's really disappointing that after, you know, we've had probably four really good, you know, performances overall in, in the first four games. Yeah, we were unlucky against Stevenage. But, you know, to, to go away yesterday and to, to put that performance in, you know, A, it wasn't like us, but B, you know, tempers expectations first and foremost because, you know, just because we're top of the league, uh, you know, for a week doesn't, you know, suddenly mean we're going to get promoted and everything. I think, uh, you know, a few of the fans needed to wake up to that. And secondly, I think the players themselves just needed to realise that, you know, you just can't turn up here just because, you know, a team like Leighton Orient had lost, you know, most of their games this season already. Um, you know, you've still got to put the hard work and put the effort in because if you don't, and, you, you know, you drop your standards, which have been so high for the first four games previously. This is what happens. You know, you get beat and you get beat very, very comfortable. And, um, you know, you look a, like a really, really poor side, which is something that we're not. So, um, you know, hopefully they'll, they'll go into training on Monday and obviously they can analyse it. They've got an extra couple of days as well, because obviously we've got a big TV game uh, next. And uh, you know they can work on things and just realise that hey you know there, there's there's a lot there's a long way to go there's a lot more work that needs to go into it and um, you know they've got to up the tempo um, you know a lot more than what they did yesterday. Yeah, yeah, and I think I, I don't really think anybody was necessarily thinking it was going to be easy the rest of the season, having got to the uh, heights of the top of the league after four games. Uh, but I think th there's always this expectation that or, you know we have to put in we have to put in a good performance, and and I think it's perfectly reasonable to expect that. And, and the thing that worries me about yesterday was the ease in which they managed to 
rattle us so much that we help them in their own plan uh, and i you know i guess there's a, there's a lot of people now going to be looking at those tapes when it comes to uh, playing cambridge united and kind of say well okay look this is all we've got to do and it wasn't even a complex plan it was you know give give us no time on the ball harry us make sure those passes are being cut out uh, and and then they started to fall to bits and we started to play into their hands by uh, you know just just reverting to the hoofing it around the pitch without really looking at where we go and we were so so happy to get the ball cleared that if it went 10 yards up the pitch that was that was seemed to be enough for us it wasn't it wasn't intelligent clearances it wasn't passing the ball round because we just weren't it wasn't working that and and we were missing chances we had chances um but we just got nothing from it but ultimately it, it certainly wasn't you know i said to i said to uh, the guys in the press afterwards that it's really, really difficult to pull a positive from the game, apart from the fact that it stopped raining just before we all had to troop back to the uh, tube station, and that was the only real positive. Glenn McConnell, uh, I, I guess, was probably one of those. He played for about 20 minutes, 20-odd 20 minutes, 25 minutes, I think it was, in the uh, second half, uh, and at least showed something. I mean, you know, you, you're pleased that he comes on the pitch and realises that now's his chance because it, it wasn't a great game and he, he needed to make the most of it and he did just that I think he showed enough for everyone to be excited about you know what he might bring whether it's now or whether it's a little bit further into the future yeah absolutely I, I completely agree I think you know for the most part the, the brightest spark was uh, Glenn McConnell because you know he, he came on and he showed uh, an energy he showed uh, you know really good effort uh, worked really, really hard in terms of trying to get a ball back and trying to drive us further forward up the pitch, um, linking up and, you know, trying to find passes. Like you said, Tim, you know, you, you said that a couple of times, you know, it's about finding passes, about finding people's feet, which we a, weren't very, you know, very good at doing yesterday, full stop at all. And secondly, you know, we were quite happy to even pass the ball back to Leighton Orient for them to go into attack again. So, um, you know, at the end of the day, as you say, you know, he was the brightest spark from a, you know, a pretty horrible, horrible day. Um, you know, I thought Gassan Hadme did okay with a little to nothing to work off. I think the referee was incredibly uh, harsh on him and, um, you know, wasn't willing to, you know, give fouls, that, you know, for him, but that certainly against him. And, I, you know, I wasn't surprised that in the end he got booked. But, you know, he had no, no service to work with at the top there at all. So, yeah, there was no, there was no real, real major positives, you know, apart from apart from Glenn McConnell. Um, all the players were bad, um, and even the, you know, the brightest spark is, you know, like Liam Bennett, who's been really, really good so far, so far this season. He he, he was absolutely appalling yesterday. And but Leighton Orient, as you say, they, they just had that plan. They just knew what to do, how to do it. Um, and as you as you said, you know it's it's becoming a regular occurrence where you know people are being targeted already this season. You know their their first goal is a mistake by us. You know it's nothing else. They but they could have got more from their own play, but it was down to a, our mistake by stopping and you know waiting for a whistle that was never coming. The second one, a lot of people were saying was the offside. I mean, I I didn't see Tim. Maybe you've seen it. Um, but again, we stopped and waited rather than carrying on with the game. So, you know, and teams will look at that. Teams will look at these things now. And, you know, we, we've got to work harder at eradicating these mistakes because, as I say, the goals are mistakes that we can work on. And then it's everything else 
uh, that we've got to work even harder on to, to make sure that, you know, teams find it hard to break us down again. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and that's, that's the worry is that, you know, the, the intelligence we've given to any, any visiting manager, any visiting scouts will we'll look at what we produced yesterday and we'll find, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see a lot more of that kind of play, I guess, against us. Uh, it was it was interesting. I think uh, Liam Bennett and uh, uh, Danny Andrew yesterday, I think, really struggled uh, to uh, to keep up with people, you know, running at them. Um, I, I still I, I see sometimes a naivety in uh, Liam Bennett. Um, in his defending he runs out to intercept a player um but he's very easy all they've got to do is turn or drag the ball across him and he then goes straight past them and uh, you know he's out of the equation it, it it was interesting that we got we didn't we kind of got a little bit better uh, although it was very difficult by the time dunk had come on because the weather was just horrendous um but i think dunk's making a case uh, fairly early in the season that uh, you know he should be he should be there at the back for us yeah i you know i, I completely agree with that it's not just because you know harrison is is my favorite player I knew you'd um, say I, I, that. <laughs> but, you know, Danny Andrews made quite a few mistakes now um, in, in, in games. And, it, you know, he's conceded probably, you know, two. Uh, you know, again, I might be, I might give him the third because of the second goal yesterday. But, you know, it's hard to tell from that. And, you know, he just he just looks a little bit, I don't know whether he's got, he was injured before he came to us. And he just, he just looks a little bit off the pace at the moment. He's not really bringing much in the sense of going forward. I mean, we, we brought him in for his, you know, his set-piece prowess as well as, you know, potentially his defensive ability. And he's not really showing either of them right now. So, you know, I, I think there will start being questions and, you know, does, does maybe he need to come out and just, you know, it needs a bit of a shake-up in there. Um, I mean, Liam, as you say, you know, he, he does go out to the players quite quickly. and uh, But normally he's good enough to get back, as you say, and... Uh, you know, defend the uh, the situation a lot lot better. But yesterday, he just he just couldn't do anything at all. He was he was completely and utterly isolated. As you say, the direct running from the wingers, they were going past him like he wasn't even there, which is very very rare to see. And he wasn't really getting much support from James Brophy either, who you know had an absolute shocker as well. So um, you know, there's worrying signs, but they're they're just signs for now. Doesn't mean that you know we won't revert back to type next week against you know a, a red side that we know are going to be a good team and you know potentially will turn it round and be near the top of the table by the end of the season. But it is the type of game that we like to you know come back into and, and put in a good performance. You know, it's one of the bigger boys in this league, and um, you know the players will you know probably get fired up during the week and have to work a lot lot harder than what they expected, and uh, you know they'll have to go. And, performance on for you know the, the cameras as well as the sky cameras on Monday yeah and it's interesting you, you mentioned Brophy there and I don't you know I don't want to pick on a player early in the season but he's not looking you know he's not looking like he's really fitting back into this side I'm not I'm not sure what it is whether it is whether he's just tired uh, whether it's a, a, a pre-season that's tr- troubled him but it, he seems to be struggling a bit um, and uh, Gassan again it, you know, he did the best he could, given he was, you know, really, really isolated. He didn't get any of the service he needed from anyone, and he was getting frustrated. And you could see that in what he, you know, the way he was, the way he was trying to deal with it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and that was the, that's the thing, isn't it? Is that you know, when the, when the striker's getting isolated, and 
he's got no support and, um, you know, he's, he's getting nothing from the referee as well, let's be honest. You know, he does get frustrated. His booking wasn't a surprise. And, um, you know, it is, it is hard when you've got to work up there, you know, sort of go, go it alone because everybody's so deep having to defend because we're under so much pressure that, um, you know, you, you do get frustrated about things and, you, you know, you do you do put that extra bit of a pressure on, on a defender and, you know, it's, uh, it, it, it was hard for him, but he, he had nothing to work from in the start. We did we put a couple of good balls in, but he, he was behind. It wasn't just him. There was a couple of others behind the ball. Other than that, he, he had nothing really until McConnell came on to kind of work from in terms of having balls laid into his feet. And, you know, I should mention Fajiri as well because I thought they linked up quite well when Fajiri came on. So, you know, at, at the end of the day, you know, they've got to work on, you know, quite a lot. And, you know, do, do we need to change a few of the players? You know, quite possibly. Do a few of them just need to come out just because it is a wake-up call, just because they've started most of the game. Um, you know, and that, that's what Mark's job is. is he, he's got to find the solution now. You know, we, we've got a tough game, like we said, on Monday against Reading. Um, and then we'll have a, or another tough game. Uh, I can't remember who it is, maybe Port Vale or, uh, you know, Wickham away, which we, you know, we'd never like going to there, apart from last season for once. And, um, you know, we need to get some more points. We need to try and get four points or, you know, something on the board. Uh, at least to, just to keep us ticking over because as I say the game's become a lot lot thick and fast now and uh, you know it's imp- it's imperative that we keep picking up points because we don't want to fall into that rut um, that we fell into last season where we couldn't buy a barn door you know after uh, after September. Yeah, yeah, that was certainly certainly something we want to avoid this season. I mean, it, it's interesting. We're still talking about potentially two players coming in before the Reading game. Mark said most likely they'll be uh, uh, so they'll be short-term loans, uh, probably January till uh, January, and then see what happens from there. Um, so that may change things. But uh, as you say, you know, we've got Reading in the televised game on Monday, so we've got plenty of time to prepare for it. Uh, so. Uh, uh, yeah, so um, uh, we've got, you know, we've got those seven days and of course we've got uh, as has just been reminded, we're going to see Harvey Nibs potentially and Sam Smith even, who who knows whether he'll actually get to play a game. Uh, so it'll be good to good to see good to see them again uh, as long as they're on the losing side. It'll be good to be on telly and, and bring some revenue in and then it gets no easier because the following Saturday we've got uh, Wickham away, which as you say is always, always a hard one for us, uh, although we've done uh, reasonably well just recently. Yeah, that's, that's it, isn't it? It's, uh, last year we actually won a game of football there and scored three goals, so you know, it was a miracle in its own right we came away last year, and I think it was about the last good performance we put in before we started losing literally every every other game, so um, yeah, so you know, they're, they're two tough games. Uh, I think Sam Smith's injured, so he won't, he probably won't play Monday, and I, I think Harvey Nibs was injured, but he might be uh, fit to play on Monday. But, you know, they're, they're a tough side. They've had a good start to the season, Reading. You know, they had the, the, a point taken off. Probably should have been more for financial irregularities, but that's down to, you know, the Football League and all that to, to sort out. But, um, you know, they, they'll be a decent side. Once they find their feet in this league, you know, I, I still think they'll be up in the top half of the table, um, potentially in the playoffs. Who knows? It, you know, depends on, you know, how well they go. And, uh, you know, how much their finances uh, will be affected going through the season. So, yeah, two really tough games, Tim. If, if we can get four points out of it, I think we'll, 
you know, we'll all be very happy. If, if we can get two points from it, just as I say, just keep, you know, that you know, points tally ticking over, um, you know, into, into September when, you know, it might get a little bit easier, might get a little bit harder. You know, we've got Wigan away coming up, which will, you know, we know will be a tough game. Um, but, you know, it's just about getting points on the board, as many points on the board as we can. Um, and, you know, win, win our home games and, and we shouldn't be too far away. You know, at, at the end of the day, the remit is still to stay in this league and that's, that's all we've got to do again this season is to stay in this league and, uh, you know, just, just keep going and just keep improving. Yeah, absolutely. Matt. Well, uh, thanks very much for, for joining us. I'll, l- I'll let you get back to uh, yeah. waiting for the wrestling to start, mate. Talk to you later. <laughs> Take Cheers, care, mate. Cheers. Bye. Uh, and it's just been pointed out that uh, not only did Nibbs play, but he scored in the 2-1 loss uh, away at Exeter uh, yesterday. So, uh, he, you know, he didn't score that many for us, but when, when he scored them, we did remember them. So hopefully he won't do that one again next week. But that's not until Monday, 8 o'clock kickoff, obviously, because it's the televised football on on uh, Sky uh, and then uh, Wickham Wanderers uh, the following Saturday. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it, it, we're still not kicked off again on the midweek games. I'm not counting the Monday one as a midweek game because it should have been the Saturday. Uh, but we do that uh, in the uh, EFL Trophy. Uh, we all love that competition, don't we? Uh, Peterborough away. It'll be interesting to see attendance normally very poor at these games, but with it being Peterborough, I'm sure there'll be a few more people going down to that. And then the rest of this month is no easier we've got Wigan away uh, we've got Port Vale at home and then we've got Derby away before then we go into the start of the following month where we get Barnsley and Burton so pl- plenty of difficult games coming up um, it is an eye opener but it's an eye opener for some fans who perhaps thought that uh, things would uh, be a bit easier now we're, uh, we're at top of the league but it never works out that way I'll be talking to an Arsenal fan in just a second he'll tell us just all about that one uh, but before we do that let's listen to what Mark had to say um, following the game. Mark, the archetypal wake-up call today, I would imagine there are many aspects of today you're, you're unhappy with. Yeah, but we don't need a wake-up call because we don't think we're the best team in the league. So if other people do, then it's a wake-up for them, like, not for us. Um, we, weren't very, we weren't very good, but they were excellent and they caused us problems all day. Um, we're in the game still, first half of a couple of chances. We have a really good chance early in the second half. Um, the goals we concede are really poor and then once it goes 2-0, it's like we're playing a game that we just can't wait to finish. Um, and then the last five minutes of injury time, we have one good chance and it might be able to be the Alamo if we put it in, but we don't deserve it. They were much better than us today. Um, and they deserved the result and um, in the second half they had a few moments where it could have easily extended beyond that so um, a poor performance um, a deserved result for them but not a wake-up call because we weren't on uh, we weren't on cloud nine thinking we were something special so um, just back to work again and uh, try and get back on track with a better performance than that because that was a long way short of where we've been in the um, opening four games before this one I was going to say the, the performance levels uh, have been there through that opening four or five games of the season has in that respect today surprised you a little bit no because the thought first half we were okay um without being excellent and then um or anywhere we've still had chances in the first half had moments in the, in the first half thought they played a really good game um difficult to prepare for them they've changed systems a couple of times um 
but they played the perfect game and outdid us today in lots of areas. We couldn't get to the ball. Well, Mazzuni ran the show, um, and, and we couldn't control the. We couldn't get any control of the game, and then we get run out of shape. One. Um, which becomes really difficult, but then we turn the ball over way too often and way too quickly, so we're never able to get control of a game for a period. So in the moments that we had first half and a few second half, certainly at the start of it and then right at the end, the context is different, but um, in the moments that we have, we were never able to make those moments spells of the game at all, so we never got any control of it. Um, And in the second half, once the second goal get in, which is hopeless on our side really, um, it became a really difficult afternoon for us. So poor in and out of possession and say you, you struggled at times to get control of the game. But can you put your finger on why exactly that was? Yeah, we didn't pass to each other and they did fast really well. Um, ran past us, played with brilliant tempo and movement. Um, that's a team that got promoted. They haven't, they haven't been there yet. That's the strongest they've been because they've got players back and playing how they want to play. And um, they're a good side, really good side. So no, no surprises at all that they found that level. I told you all on Thursday this will be a really tough game and it's turned out to be exactly that. You spoke on Thursday actually about how impressed you've been with your side in terms of coming out in the second half of games but wasn't quite there today is that another frustration for you well Sully had a brilliant one-on-one right away at the start of the second half so we actually started the second half great and then that didn't last long enough no moment led to any periods of sustained pressure Um, so like any moments in that game the the best team won because they ran hard moved us all over the pitch played with excellent rotation really good ball speed um, and we didn't so they win the game and uh, we have to get better in terms of the top end of the pitch, I thought Cassana had me at times, looked a little bit isolated, it wasn't quite the support around him, but some poor decision-making at times, Mark, in key areas. Oh, loads of poor decision and, and just disappointing quality, really. We never were able to put any good bits of play together. He, um, he, he gave as good as he got, but in the same sense, like when you get disconnected because they run hard or we play too big too early and don't link the game or um, they just disjoint you, they, they, they played the game brilliantly. So um, they won the game because they were much better than us today. It's as simple as that. So for us, it's just about trying to find that level again. We lost our, lost our legs a little bit. We didn't have so far to go in the game with, with options today. So it just became difficult to change the game. And then when we did make three changes, they're coming on in a game that really they won it with the second goal and therefore it became a really difficult game to then come and influence when the um, when the thunder and lightning starts and you're 2-0 down and they've got really good momentum control of the game we couldn't, we couldn't gravel it back at all I thought one of the big positives of the afternoon was Glenn McConnell coming on for his, for his league debut looked hungry for the ball and ran the channel as well yeah, no, good for him. Right, obviously, we've, we've coupled down today. Katrunga's had a couple of personal issues he's had to go home to deal with, so um, he'll be back with us next week. But um, we're missing him today. We're obviously missing Sakes. We're missing a little bit in those wider positions, but great opportunity for Glenn to come on. Simps to get his first minutes in the league game this season um, as well. So, yeah, it was one or, two, um, one or two pluses for those boys to get on the pitch. Yeah, I was going to mention about um, Elias Katrunga, obviously... You've answered the question there, but uh, no Jabalokadina on the bench either today, Mark. Yeah, he's sick. There's a bit, there's a bit going round to be honest. Like, but he's he's sick. He's been off the last three days, so um, hopefully he'll be back in when we're back next week. Yeah, what's the challenge for the players now? Do you just say to them, look, show me this is a one-off. Bounce back next 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 week. Is that the challenge to them? Yeah, but it probably will be. I'm sure we'll do well. We'll lose plenty of games this season. We'll win plenty too. That's, that's the way it goes. Um, three out of the first five is not bad. Um, we'd, we'd take that as a percentage over the season. We've played well in most games. We haven't played well today. Um, 
get ready for 46 games of a season looking like that because that's that's how it is. But um, yeah, we got to be we got to be much better than we were today because that wasn't a good enough level for us. It wasn't consistent with what we've been delivering so far. But credit also goes to them. They, they made it like that. They were they were better than us and they deserved the result. Yeah, busy week off the pitch coming up. Mark, obviously, transfer window closes next Friday, and these deals are never easy. They're always complicated to get over the line, but you're still confident you can get one or two done. Yeah, we want to, yeah. Um, so we've got till Friday night, I think. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get some some bits done before then, hopefully. Um, we know we've got to do that. We weren't able to get anything this week, but we'll be working to to try and make sure by the time we play Reading in quite a long time away now but um, by the time we play then hopefully we'll be A stronger for some additions but hopefully a couple that we're missing today will be back as well Mark 1200 travelling fans uh, nice and loud until the rain came and the score came to 2-0 yeah great I mean they've they've had some horrible days here Um, it's always supposed to be a nice one and then the London games end up throwing up train strikes and all sorts so um, fair play they're here again the, the best we've played here no one was here to watch it so that's a frustrating because you always want to be better than that and I thought we were in the game in the first half um, we, we give away a goal that we shouldn't give away it's th- they're good enough to create their own moments but we gifted them two goals so um, for us that's the frustration and then you lose heart and quality and they get momentum and everything else but yeah they, they make a right racket they've got some um, brilliant away days quite a lot of local games this year so um, good for them to uh, be able to get them and yeah the number of people getting behind us is, is excellent as always Cambridgeshire on FM, digital and your mobile. Cambridge 105 Radio. From the terraces on Cambridge 105 Radio. Yes, uh, we, we just we were just talking in the studio about you know I know that Bonds get some sticks sometimes for uh, being realistic. Some people would call it pessimistic. Uh, I think it's his job to get the best out of the team. I think it's also his job to give his view of the way in which we're playing um, and, you know, the, the realism that being first in the league doesn't just give you an automatic walkover. It, it, you still fight for every point. Uh, and sometimes you come up against teams that, as he pointed out at the end of it, you know, they won because they were just much better than us on the day. Now, you know, that, that, that might sound pessimistic, but... But ultimately, he also said that, you know, we have to do much better. We were rubbish. Uh, so, you know, it, it's that it's that realism. Um, I'm just going to introduce you. We've got to a, a new voice in the studio. Do you want to just introduce yourself? Hi, my name's Emeka. Emeka Johnson uh, from Cambridge. And, uh, yeah, I'm a new voice on the radio. And he's an Arsenal fan as I well. Am so, so it, yes. I, I was just explaining, before I, before I gave up on the Premier League, <laughs> I was an Arsenal fan and my son's a mad Arsenal fan. <laughs> uh, bogey side yesterday, uh, a, a draw in the end, but they threw the game away. We really did. Um, since the start of the season, we've just been making it hard for ourselves, um, as we did against Forest, um, holding on 1-0. But yesterday, yesterday was a strange game. Um, it was the worst possible start, um, with giving away a goal after one minute. Um, so Fulham actually did an Arsenal on us and pressed us <laughs> very hard in midfield um, and made us rush the ball, which led to Saka passing it backwards past the defence to to the onrushing Pereira, who basically caught Ramsdale off guard um, and shot from outside the box. And next thing you know, we're 1-0 down. So not the best start. And we kind of looked shell-shocked throughout the first half. Um, And then the second half, Arteta made a few changes um, with Partey coming off. 
um, Havertz coming off and Trossard coming off. Um, and we had Zinchenko, uh, Vieira and Inquieto coming on. Um, with Vieira, um, so the Portuguese one, not the... Uh, not, 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 <laughs> not the, the legend. One, not, not the legend. <laughs> um, made an instant um, impact. Um, and uh, not long after he came on, he won a penalty for us by driving into the box and uh, gave Saka a chance to redeem himself, really, um, with a penalty, which he did. He put it away nicely, grabbed the ball and ran back to the centre spot. Um, not long after that, um, there was a controversial um, period uh, with um, Calvin Bassey, uh, left back for the new left back for Fulham. Um, he had a tussle with um, Saka. Um, who knows who pulled who down? But he <laughs> he stayed down with a shoulder injury. Anyway, we carried on, um, which some people might question because it's not sporting behaviour. Um, but we clearly wanted to win. Um, so yeah, the ball was passed back to Vieira, who whipped it in for um, the guy you call for the goals, Eddie and Ketia, to put the ball in the back of the net. Um, so yeah, we, it looked like we it was going well. We'd made a good comeback, and uh, we were winning two one. Only for Arsenal to do on Arsenal, <laughs> which which they've done all too often. Yeah, unfortunately, they have. So um, one of my favourite players, Zinchenko. Um, I love him, but he tries to overplay too much, and basically he does this thing where he does a reverse ball uh, without looking. Um, so he had a pass in front of him to Martinelli. And he decided to do a reverse ball, um, which he tried, and it was intercepted by Traore, who then ran on um, after a couple of moves. We tried to press it down, and they got a corner. Guess what happened? They scored. <laughs> and uh, next thing you know, we're, we've basically thrown the game away. And yeah, we did try and come back, and there was a ridiculous amount of time added on, 10 minutes. Um for different things but yeah in the end it was two points dropped uh, very disappointing but typical Arsenal it's it's interesting to, to two two points there we we've, we're all we're all victims of this strange amount of extra time except we know we've noticed and it's not because of the play mm -hmm. But the first two or three games of the season, they were adding 15 minutes mm -hmm. per game on, ten, you know, five in the first, ten in the second or whatever. Stevenage, who we played and lost to, they played, by the time they played their fourth game, they'd already played 76 minutes of yeah. extra time, which is ludicrous. And it's going yeah. to decimate squads with that. But it stopped. We noticed, I mean, in the last two games, I think we've only had about 12 minutes of extra time mm -hmm. across the two games. I, I presume that referees have been told to, you know, to, to, to not to not do it, be quite as zealous in terms of what they're adding on because it was getting ridiculous. It was. And um, it's a directive that really started at the World Cup. Yeah, um, yeah. So they were trying to push it because when they did their research, they actually found out that the ball was only in play something like 30-something minutes. And um, which is a problem um, for um, not necessarily for the teams trying to slow the game down, but for the fans, for the viewers at home. So they were trying to put the ball back in play as much as possible. Um, so to deter people from doing that, whatever time people spend um, kind of wasting time, they put that time but, on at the end. But you see, we, t we talked about this because, I mean, there are already rules about wasting time. Mm -hmm. So if... I think rather than rather than adding stuff on, if you penalise people properly for wasting yeah. time, so that first incident of wasting time, you uh -huh. get a card for it. Yeah. You won't do it again mm -hmm. because you'll get sent off next time. But 
the referees don't seem to have clamped down on that. Instead, they just they just wanted to add time onto it. And the the problem with adding time onto it as well is that what it does is if you know if you if you're if you're winning or it's a draw and you want to waste time to get the draw and then all of a sudden the opposition score, yeah. you've built in. 10 minutes of extra time by wasting time and now you're going to benefit from that 10 minutes as yep. well so I just think for me this, the, the rule should be enforce the wasting time rule mm. and that will stop it because people teams will start playing with the, you know 10, 9, 8 men yeah. by the time they get through the game to be fair I think we are seeing that more um, so I I'm, I'm, can't remember exactly the teams but Calvin Bassey definitely got a yellow card for wasting time against us um, a lot of goalkeepers have been getting yellow cards for time wasting and then also the game against Nottingham Forest we got penalised for that because mm. if you remember Havertz had the ball in his hand for about 15 seconds and then threw it to Tomiyasu who had it for about 8 seconds and the referee basically got annoyed and carded yeah. Tomiyasu who <laughs> then as a result of that got sent off and it's you know a good team can waste time by the keeping the ball in play you know so they can take it down to the corners and you can't do anything about that that's that's playing the game it's it is that it's that you know the referees and we we saw one i can't remember it was the bristol rovers game i think it was where um the player kicked it away and this was only eight minutes into the game and he got a yellow card for it for wasting time. And and you're like, whoa, whoa, that's the way it should be played. Yeah. It's wasting time whether you do it at the start of the game or at the end of the game. And and if you if you penalise people for it, then, you know, they'll stop doing it because they'll end up, you know, having to figure out how to play with nine people by the end of the game. But exactly. that, that, that was one thing. And the, the other, I, I always have this debate about the sportsmanship and whether you knock the ball out mm. and uh, what happens on the restart and, and all of those kind of things. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a competitive game. And especially if, if, it's, if it's like a 50-50, you know, one, who bought who down is one of those things. And I think... For me, I, is is it wrong to carry on? I don't, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I think if if there's been no ba- if there's been no bad temper uh, temper all the way through, then you, you could argue that you know if, if if he's gone down for an injury, it's the first one, so we stop the game. Mm-hmm. But you don't, I don't know what went on before that, and whether you know whether it was a, a tactic they were using. But sometimes you do see it, and you know full well the player's not hurt. Yeah. Um, you know, and they go through the motions and, and everything like that, and it's just it, at best it's destructive. But you know, why should you stop? It, it, there's no law that says you have to. No. Um, you could argue that you know diving and going down when you don't need to is unsporting. Exactly. Uh, I think that's what it's officially known as in the rules. But yeah, it, it's a weird one. I, I, you know, I, you're always going to get stick for it though if you don't do it. I, exactly. get, I guess is the answer. But, I think uh, I think it's one of those things where you can't win. Um, so I think we did see a period of sports and behaviour uh, with different teams putting the ball out when someone was injured or assumingly injured yeah. um, or an incident happened. But I think with so much at stake for all these clubs now, the managers have made it clear that you just play on. Yeah. And yeah. then when the ball goes out, then it's sorted. Yeah. Um, so I think that's what we saw um, again. Yeah, and we, we saw that, no, not that it was down to injuries or, or, or time, but we, we, you know, we took a, t- a, couple of, uh, a couple of times yesterday, both led to goals. We just stopped because we think something should have happened and nothing happens. And it's what you learn. I can remember my uh, primary school teacher shouting at me, play to the whistle, play to the whistle. I'm not sure I always understood it, but, you know, it's one of those things. It's, it's basic football. Um, just, just quickly, the other, we, we were talking about 
about expectation, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, we weren't intended to stop and talk about Arsenal for, for <laughs> so long, uh, but uh, uh, we'll, we'll do that anyway. You had Wenger. You know, the, the, the year, you know, the, the Wenger years are, are, are well documented. The, mm-hmm. the Invincibles and everything else, and he leaves, and then the club goes into you know a, quite a long period of decline. Fail to qualify for Champions League for a, a, a number yeah. of seasons, and it's taken a lot to get back to where they are now and and last year was a big season it was going to be the one and it was you know that it was theirs to lose and it, and it was mm-hmm. uh, and lo and behold they lost it and it's it's one of those things that you know arsenal fans almost were resigned to it in the end and you can't take anything away from city city are a fantastic side and that you know they people are going to struggle again to you know to 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 beat them over the full, full season but Making those transitions between good periods and bad periods, crowd expectation is one thing and everything else lies on the manager and the yeah. players. It, it is difficult, isn't it? It's so difficult. So, so difficult. Um, I don't think any Arsenal fan realistically expected us to even be near where we were near the end of the season. So at the start of the season, if if anyone had asked us um, where we'd like to finish, we would have said, obviously, top four. So, but from where we have to realise where we were from Wenger left um, and how long it's taken to get to this period that we're still in transition and it's a building stage. Um, so the fact that we were the only team to compete with Man City was great. The fact that we went so close was great and it's all about taking the positives out of it. Yeah. Um, there's no getting away from it. Um, we did throw it away at the end. Um, obviously, you can't take anything away from the teams. That's that, so disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> you can't take anything from the away from the teams that beat us or got points off us. But the experience showed from when we played City, um, it was like men versus boys. Yeah. And then since then, we just could not handle it. But the big, big, big thing was William Saliba. As soon as he got injured, it was like yeah. the whole team crumbled because the foundation just wasn't there which is another disappointing thing with his cover being injured now for the rest of the season, yeah, Julian yeah. Timber. Um, so I'm I'm interested to see how Arteta's going to address that. Um, but the squad is looking healthy. The squad is looking good. Um, a few questionable players like Havertz, Havertz but... Um, we have to. We have, we have to just. Every trust. team's got to have one of those. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we we just have to trust the manager, and hopefully, it's a it's a good season. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, we'll 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 take a quick break, and we'll come talk talk about real football again with Histon after the break. Uh, so there we across go. the city and South Cambridgeshire on FM, digital, and your mobile. Cambridge One Hundred and Five Radio. So, uh, Histon obviously in, in a very poor position in the league and uh, Lance's really honest interview with me last week, uh, you know, pointing out that his job was on the line. They were at Great Yarmouth uh, for the FA Vars first qualifying round. This is what he had to say when I spoke to him this morning. Lance, uh, it was uh, the FA Vars first qualifying round yesterday, a game we, we talked about uh, last week. Uh, you said was going to be a difficult one against Great Yarmouth Town away. 4-3 uh, the result. Um, uh, a, a good game by all accounts. Yeah, I suppose if you, the grand scheme of things to win the game 4-3, it's the right result for us. Um, but we didn't start great. We knew they were a young, energetic side and uh, we let them get the better of us. First, sort of 25, 30 minutes, and until we got our penalty to go one all through Charlie Tunnel, it was, it was as if we we kind of flicked the button and started properly. Um, 
in the last 15 minutes of the, of the first half, we could have scored five or six. And it was if the, the impetus of scoring a goal just gave us a kick up the backside we needed. And uh, it was nice to go into, into half-time at 3-1. Uh, and then come the second half, uh, ill-discipline crosses again. Miles Smith got uh, Simbin for descent. We lost him for 10 minutes. And then it was kind of chaos then for the next 10, 20 minutes, really. Um, they scored two in that time. The weather became horrendous. And it was uh, we were ho- holding on until f popped up with a win in the last minute. And then I guess always on your mind, I mean, the, the difficulty is given previous results. Did you think at that stage that this was going to be another one of those uh, coulda, shoulda, woulda games? Yeah, because we, we said before the game, we said play with no fear. Look, we know we, we are where we are. Um, the chairman even commented on us when he came to watch his train on Tuesday, how the camaraderie in the camp and the buoyancy and, and the kind of, you know, just the way the players were enjoying themselves still. And I said it didn't show or indicate that a team that are struggling in the bottom three of our league. And I said, you need to take that into the game, like that kind of attitude when you're training or warming up. And we didn't do that yesterday. That was that was the frightening thing. And like you say, for us to then go from 3-1 up to 3 all, you think the writing's on the wall to lose a game, a game where you actually should have been comfortable and we weren't. And it was throughout all discipline that nearly cost us yesterday. So it was nice to get the win. They got told in, in no uncertain terms after the game how I felt but it wasn't acceptable because Ed Rolf got Simbin against Obi and that cost us on that particular day so our discipline has to be better if we are to hopefully become a better team and, and get better results but in the end the results what counts uh, and that's what the uh, that's what the records will show into the uh, second round and uh, now against uh, Ainsbury later on uh, in September um and I suppose even though the performance perhaps wasn't how you'd wanted it to be, the confidence uh, that, you know, you did win a game uh, moving into uh, Yaxley on uh, Monday, three o'clock kickoff, and then Newport Pagnell at the weekend, it's still another difficult week for you. Yeah, it's a tough week. I mean, like you say, a win is a win. And like we said afterwards, obviously it was a, it was it was the poor man's sandwich I gave him yesterday. You gave him some praise, had a go at them, and gave him some more praise at the end. And we said that to get the re- the result yesterday was was the most important thing. We didn't lose. We're in the hat, and you know we, we obviously we play Ainsbury Rovers in the next round at home, which obviously we've got to think that we can get a result there as well. But the next two league games are going to be tough. You're actually at home tomorrow, who are I think currently fifth or sixth, and then Newport Pagley are third. Two sides that one that's notoriously strong in this league, and then the other one that's come down from last year and they've started well. So. We know the next two games are going to be tough, but the win yesterday will hopefully stand us in good stead. Yeah, and Yaxley relegated last year had a, a, a woeful season uh, in the league above, but uh, as you say, made a really good start so far this season. Yeah, they have. We had them watched yesterday, so we know what to expect tomorrow. Um, obviously, they've played Ainsbury in the, in the um, Vars, and we would have played the winners of, of that. So, you know, to, we know what kind of game to expect from them tomorrow. Um, but again, we'll be in the same position as they will. There'll be injuries from yesterday, there'll be tired legs and we'll have to shuffle our squad. And thankfully, we have most of our squad back over these, these sort of two days. We, we rested Pat Bexford and Harvey Bullen yesterday for hopefully them to be in to, for tomorrow. I think Max York will miss out tomorrow, which is a shame. We've played him in the number nine. He's done well for us holding the ball up. Um, so yeah, but hopefully our squad, we, we'll be able to cope with these two, these two games in three days. And you gave us a, a very honest uh, opinion of uh, where things were at at Histon last week. Um, a lot of managers would would try and gloss over that, but uh, you you were completely open about it. The performance wasn't great, but the win was there. Does does it give you does it give you a, you know an extra boost moving forward? I think so. I mean, like you know, any manager would say that obviously it's a, it's a results 
game, and which it is, but you want to win games in the right manner. But obviously, right now, I'll take any win, Tim. And it's like, so for Yeshin to win like we did 4-3 in the manner that we did to sort of, certainly the last 20 minutes of the second half, we were under the cosh quite a bit. And so we showed the resilience yesterday, which was also what you know, the praise they got after the game that we actually dug in and then we looked dangerous on a counter-attack. So, you know, like the win is the win. We, we move forward. Obviously, I've been very open about my own position at the club in terms of, you know, how kind of you know, fragile it is right now because of our, our performances and how we've been playing. You know, and obviously yesterday's win will only help me and our coaching staff and the team to hopefully progress and move forward in these next coming weeks. I think... You you heard if you if you were listening in last week you heard the interview that uh, Lance gave and it's very honest it's not often a manager will come up um, uh, and you know put his job on the line and say you know this is this is this is what the board think um, they are supportive but they'll only be supportive for a certain amount of time given how we finished last season and what we wanted to do this season you don't want to get 12, 18, 24 points behind before you actually start to move although to be fair Histon did that last season it was the second the, 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 the kind of the last two thirds of the season where it started to ramp up and then there were all those cancelled games around Christmas time and then the last part of the season really really ramped up so you know it, it could be another late burst but he was very honest about it which is good um, and albeit that it was an FA Vars win it was a win albeit it wasn't convincing it's a win and a win is going to give players uh, and management team alike a, a confidence boost so uh, all good, hopefully, for um, for Lance. Um, I was going to get in touch with Robbie, but we talked uh, about Arsenal for longer than the longer than I thought, which wasn't a bad thing. But uh, it, and it probably means that uh, I wouldn't get to the point where I try Robbie and he doesn't answer his phone. So uh, I'm not going to do that. We'll go straight in instead. Um, in fact, we're not even going to get both of these in. Um, I spoke to both uh, Paul Burling from Cambridge City, and we'll start with Darren Marsham at United. Uh, they're both in this league. Uh, um, League Cup, League Plate uh, playoff at the moment. So this is what Darren had to say. Uh, they're playing Norwich kickoff in about eight or, or nine minutes. Well, Darren, it's uh, League Cup or, or League determining round action today uh, after last week's game was postponed because of the World Cup final. I guess it would have been nice to have gone into what will be a difficult game with uh, already a competitive uh, game under your belt, but you have to make what you make of it. So uh, at Norwich or at uh, St. Neots. Yeah, yeah, I would have preferred to have had a had a competitive game last Sunday in, in that sense. But, you know, understandably, uh, with, with the events of the World Cup going on, it was right to allow people that opportunity to, to see it. Um, yeah, Norwich will be a tough game. They're a good side. Obviously, they got a win under their belts last week. Um, new manager. Um, so yeah, it's, it's going to be a tough, a tough game, but this is what we want. You know, with this, this league this year is tougher than ever, I think. And and we know that they all, they all look like this in one way or another. Um, so for us, it's just something to look forward to. We've, we've prepared quite well, I feel, been a good week's training. And um, yeah, if, if anything, I, I just think myself and the players were all just very excited to get out there and get going. And as I said, it's the determining round. So you either end up in the league cup proper or the uh, league plate at the end of this. I mean, it's always difficult with cup games. You, you, the the league is the bread and butter of what you want to do, and they can be a distraction. Would you rather be in the league cup or in the plate, given the different chances you might have of winning one of them? I, I genuinely don't mind. I mean, yeah, it's something I get asked a bit. You know, the plate probably gives you a better opportunity of going further, or um, you know, maybe going a long way, but. To be honest with you, I just want to win games of football, and I, I don't, I don't mind. And the players are very much the same mindset. I don't mind what's put in front of us, you know, whether it be 
this game today being a determining round or it be a cup game or a play game or league. We, we want to win every game of football that we're involved in. And, um, you know, sometimes, yes, it is an opportunity to do things a little bit differently. Um, and that today is, is an opportunity where we can look at some different players doing some different things. But realistically, you know, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be tinkering with things that I don't think will work. So, yeah, look, we, we're going out there to go and win the game. And ultimately, I think certainly at the beginning, end of the season, you really want to start off positively and get on a good run. So I think that's that's what's foremost in our minds is can we get a win today and can we get off to a good start for our season? And you said last week before the uh, cancel, the postponed game, that you, you knew who your starting lineup was going to be. It, does that change for a cup game or will you be going with your strongest side? Yeah, we're going with what we think is our strongest side. Um, it will change from from what last week's lineup would have been, but that's just down to people being unavailable or, or injured. Um, but but you know we're going out there with what we believe is our strongest side, and um, I think that's that's the way it has to be. I mean, we've got a really good squad this year. We've got squad depth, so it's very important that we um, we always look to try and put out a side that we think will win the game. You know, we're not we're not here to just uh, hand out minutes. Everybody's got to be competitive, and I think that. That challenge for the players where they know that there's there's lots of people now, not just maybe one, but lots of people that can potentially go and win a spot and stay in the team is is good. Um, so today, people get an opportunity with starting. There'll be people coming on who get a chance to stamp their mark there. And we're looking for people to say, oh, you know, give me a space for next week. And that's, that's what every week will be now. Go and win yourself a place and keep it. And as you say, a, a, a largish squad uh, to start the season with. And uh, looking at the team uh, training last week and the week before that, uh, a good mix of youth and experience, a good mix of uh, you know different levels of play. So plenty to look at uh, throughout the season as you get that opportunity. Definitely, yeah. We, we feel exactly that. We, we feel like we've got a good mix this year. We've, we've brought some players in, obviously, through close season um, that we think really adds quality and depth to the group. Um, we're always looking now when we're bringing people in, say, well, can they give us something that we don't already have? And that's what I feel we've done with our recruitment this year. We've, we've got three younger players that have stepped up from the development team last year and another young player joining us who was in the ETC setup, uh, And they've done really well as well through pre-season. So, yeah, I, I feel like we've got a really good mix and, and um, not just the experience, but positionally we've got a bit more cover this year. So we was light in certain areas last year. Um, we're still maybe a light a little bit or we would like some more quality in certain areas but you know we, we're very comfortable with where we're at and and certainly we're uh, we feel we're a big step forward from last year and you've had uh, players before coming through from uh, the uh, the youth setup uh, it's been a, a really good thing and uh, and it adds to the strength of the the club as a whole but the women in particular yeah it does yeah and, and you know there's a bit of a change this year from the club in terms of how that looks. So we've got our, our ETC set up through to under 16s and now we've got an under 18s team instead of a development team. So they'll play um, they'll play on Saturdays. Um, that opens up a few opportunities and it means that also we can get those players training more regularly as part of one squad. And I think that benefits them. You know, you mentioned about having players with some good experience in the team. Um, and, you know, if those younger players can be exposed to that through training with them regularly, then that's only going to help their development as well. So, yeah, quite excited about the, the changes that have been made. And um, like I say, we've already got three or four that are finding their way through to the first team and training regularly with us. So hopefully at some point this year, we'll see them break through. And the challenge for them, as we've told them, is not just a breakthrough, but to, to nail down a spot and regularly. So it's quite a big jump. But, um, yeah, we, we're really excited about the quality that we've got. And just to get out on the pitch at two o'clock after a pre-season and a postponed match last week will be uh, really good. Yeah, we're really looking forward to it. Um, you know, already this morning there's been messages flying around. I can see from the players to each other, they're all really excited about getting out there and getting started. And I feel exactly the same. It's um, 
has, it's a lot to look forward to this year. Like I say, we've done a lot of work behind the scenes over the last year or so, and, and also with the recruitment that we've done. So, yeah, just want to get out there now and uh, go and see how we can fare and, and push on and see where we can develop. Yeah, I think it's, 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 I mean, we were just chatting about the delay to the season um, was kind of badly handled, I think, by the FA, but uh, City and United, who were due to play their opening game, uh, it was postponed in the end um, because uh, United basically would, wouldn't have been there. They'd have had to travel because it's out at Haverhill, which is a good journey out. Um, and it was a two o'clock start. They'd have had to interrupt uh, certainly the second half, um, um, possibly uh, even a bit of the first half uh, to, to travel there and uh, do some prep work. So it, it didn't happen. Um, I think United uh, suffer a bit, will, will suffer a bit from it because they've got the diff- more difficult potentially of the two games against Norwich. Uh, City are playing Southampton uh, and it took me a while... Unfortunately, we don't have time to play the interview, but uh, um, it's not Southampton as in the Southampton, although they're called Southampton women. There is also a Southampton women's side called Southampton women, and both of them play in red and white, I think, uh, which is very confusing. That team is in the championship, which, of course, don't play in the same uh, league competitions as the uh, National League. Um, so that's, uh, I think, Southampton that are playing City are in the same. They're in the uh, Southwest League, I think. Um, so the same level, uh, but we'll still be a good game and both sides will want to go on if they win they go into the league competition if they lose they go into the plate competition as well which arguably they stand more chance of getting further in so some clubs will be aiming for the plate rather than league uh, but uh, I'm aiming to go down to uh, the United game as soon as we finish this and that's all we've got time for this week so thanks very much uh, for joining us this week and thanks to everyone who took part we'll be back again with you uh, next week with plenty to talk about If you're thinking of watering your garden soon, wait. The daytime heat will make it evaporate. Did you know the best time is in the evening after the day has cooled down? In need of legal advice you can trust, Woodfine Solicitors offers a range of expert and award-winning legal services, whatever your problem. Perhaps you've been a victim of crime, or maybe you or a loved one have been involved in the criminal justice system. Woodfines can help ensure that you get the right representation. Our defence team are available 24-7, and we're upfront and transparent about our costs. Find out more at woodfines.co.uk and arrange a no-obligation chat. Woodfines. Cutting through the red tape. This is Cambridge 105 Radio. Last year we gathered on a King's Parade for the first time. It was not a lot of us, but now it's more than 1,000 Ukrainians arrived to Cambridge. It stops those carbon emissions, which none of us want, for very little visual impact. It's such a good opportunity for anybody, whether you want to get into broadcasting full-time or not. And it's always nice when you see community radio being supported. 